Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. Welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast, episode 36. Hello, welcome to part two of qualifications. And this week's episode is all about if you are underqualified. And that is a particular challenge. I was really, I was just on the phone. Maybe it was a, maybe it was a LinkedIn chat, but whatever it was, I was chatting with someone about their feeling underqualified and the struggle it was to get someone to notice them. This person was early in their college career. They were really wanting to get an internship, a role inside the industry inside the specialization that they were studying and it's it's a challenge i totally get that and there are a few reasons that i think people are underqualified or feel underqualified and that the the early graduate the early in your career is certainly one of them another one is that you actually are underqualified you need more skills. You need to take some courses, take some classes. So that's another reason. And then the third reason that I believe underqualification exists out there is career pivots. And this is when you know you want to do something else, you feel called to it, but there's something lacking in there. And we'll talk about that as well. Now, one of the best ways to overcome being underqualified is to look for the connections, look for the common denominators between what you're doing or what you've done and what you want to do. Let me give you an example. I have teacher clients who want to move out of teaching into other roles. Sometimes it's ed tech, sometimes it's client success, sometimes it's sales. Teachers make great salespeople, by the way. But here is here's one of those examples. If you can convince a group of students, you know, little kiddos to high school to 13-year-olds to do something that they don't really want to do, chances are you're going to have the influence, the negotiation skills, the authority in your approach to do a lot of other roles like project management. There are so many roles available. And when you think about your transferable skills in this way and you start looking for those common threads, you start looking for the common denominators between what you've done and what you want to do, you will start to feel more secure about it. And listen, you've got to connect the dots for yourself 
before you can connect the dots for anyone else. Because if you're going to go into that interview and really speak authentically and speak with a sense of ease and certainty, you will have had to connect those dots for yourself. Trust me. That's how you do it. One way practically speaking, to find those common threads and connect those dots is to look at job descriptions and look at the job descriptions that you've been in. Maybe you, your current role, you've got a copy of the job description, but look at the future job descriptions. Look at, maybe even create a roadmap for yourself, looking at job descriptions of the next level that you want or the pivot that you're wanting to make and take a really close look. Notice the things that are very similar to what you've done. And you may have to navigate some inside language. You need to do a little bit of detective work to start uncovering the things that actually are the same responsibilities, the same duties, things that are very similar and give yourself credit for having that experience, for having those qualifications. So use job descriptions to your advantage. Wherever you're comfortable finding them, you can just Google a job title and you'll come up with some job descriptions or you can use your job search platform of choice, LinkedIn, Indeed, whatever, to find those. But that is a great place to start. Not only to find the common denominators, but to find the gaps. So whatever is required in that role and you don't have that skill, then now you've got your list. Now you can start tracking the things you need so that you can go out there and seek mentorship, find a course, do what you need to do to elevate so that you have the skills that you need. Another really great resource that I honestly, I forget about it once in a while, but onet.org, that's the letter O-N-E-T dot org is a wonderful site for researching roles, looking at job descriptions. They even have some little assessments in there that you can take to help see if you are qualified, you've got the skills, or you have the you know general behaviors that are required for a job. And of course, I love behavioral strength surveys. And I, I use a specific one in my practice because when you understand your natural tendencies, your behavioral strengths, those are the things that underpin success. Those are the things that are those little clues as to your current qualifications or your aptitude towards those things and those will help you find the courses find the add-ons that you need to have but look at job descriptions in those two ways what do you have and what are the gaps and then set some goals for yourself to achieve those gaps now let's talk about the the early graduate the under qualified from that perspective early grads Listen, your courses, everything that you've done to invest in yourself in that education K 
counts as skills. Please make sure that on your resume that you have a proficiency section that lists all of the skills you gained as a result of your education. Do not be shy about that. And also don't be afraid to highlight it. Don't think that someone else knows that because you have that degree, they automatically understand that you must have those skills. I'm all about making it super duper easy for the person reading the job description to understand who, okay, good, check, 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 check. This person has those skills. So make sure that you have a proficiency section that is highlighting the skills and where you talk about your education on your resume. And if you're, you know, super early grad or even still in school, education might be at the top of your resume in that first third versus down at the bottom. That's totally acceptable. But wherever you list it, put your courses, put your focus of study. If there was anything unique about your education or you added on or you did extra study to shore up your skills in a particular area, be sure to call that out. I like to use a phrase, and I, I don't know, maybe even said it last week. I know I said it before, but it's from one of my favorite marketing mentors, Donald Miller. One of the things he always says is, if you confuse, you lose. Sometimes confusion is also not enough information. So if you're not highlighting the things, if you're making assumptions about what someone should know or could know, Please don't do that. Maybe they do know, but over communication is always better than under communicating. And why not highlight those things just to simply give a hiring manager that aha moment that you have what is necessary. So for all my early grads, don't discount your education. That counts as skills and experience. List your projects, those count as experience. And when you have some work experience, make sure that you are highlighting the things about that experience that are related to the role that you're seeking. Let's let's put it like this. If you worked in hospitality or restaurant as a server, you have awesome communication skills, you have sales skills, and you probably have wonderful customer service skills. Look at those things. Talk about them in a way that relates to where you're headed, not just where you've been. That's a a secret sauce. That's a little nuance there that you can use to your advantage. Remember, Your resume isn't everything you want to say about yourself. It is what does the other person need to know about you to see you as a viable candidate. So be strategic, be intentional, be selective about the bullet points that you include in your experience and include the ones that are most relevant to where you're headed. That goes for you career pivot, you career transition people as well. Be selective. 
You don't need to say everything. You just need to give that person, that hiring manager, that little moment of, oh my gosh, they get it. If you feel underqualified, make sure that you're also being sensitive to your brain. Are you feeling underqualified because of something you're thinking? Or is it an actual reality that you need to work toward? Understand those things, set up some goals for yourself, use these strategies, and go for it. You know I love that quote by Goethe that talks about the magic and genius and power that's in boldness. So set your sights on something and go for it. And in this week in the show notes, I have a special surprise for you. I've created a career workbook that's going to help you really wrap your brain around strategy, a roadmap, setting some goals, and even mindset so that you can go into 2022 or you can go into the next month whenever you decide that you're meant for something more in your career, this is gonna be a workbook that will help you. So be sure to check out the show notes, look for the link so that you can get access. It's free and have a really great week ahead. All right, talk to you next time. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out my Love Your Work Life programs on Teachable. You can choose from on-demand courses or personalized one-on-one coaching with me. We take all of this material and apply it so that you can live it and create the career you want. Because when you love your work life, all the other parts of life get better too. So go to Love Your Work Life Teachable as search terms or love-your-work-life.teachable.com. I will see you there.